Hi, this is Casey Probus for Mayor of Rawway, and you're listening to The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. Hi, I'm Wendy Sheridan, and this is The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. And hi, I'm Robin Renee. Thank you for joining us for episode 124. Today we have our last interview in our season of freedom, and I will be sharing my conversation with Rahway Mayoral Challenger Casey Probus and City Council Member-at-Large candidate Lisa Ferraro. Great. And before the interview, it is time for another Artscape. So this time I will talk to Wendy and ask her about her creative life and times and uh, yeah. current and future projects. So, Excellent. I can't also. wait. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so in the last two weeks, well, actually this all happened, a lot of it happened yesterday. My, my daughter moved out into her new apartment and my nest is very empty and it's weird. Because there's like, no, there's, it's like, you know, there's really good things and really sad things that are, it, there's this whole melting cauldron of emotions that are happening in me now mm. about this. I'm sure I'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, we, I've been through it before, you know, this was an emergency. Mom, I need a place to stay because my landlord sold the house we were renting and it was just going to be like a month or two and it turned into almost a year so it's been, like I said, it's, it's, it's a cauldron of emotions. Tomorrow, after the show airs, I will be starting grand jury duty in the County of Union. And I have no idea what to expect. They are, they're wanting me every Thursday for the next 18 weeks. Wow. Are you so supposed the, to just sit there until they, in, unless, I, in case they need you, like a regular jury duty? I don't know. I have no idea. And and I don't wow. know if I'm supposed to report to the courthouse or if it's virtual or I, 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 it's all up in the air. I am very nervous about it, but I think it'll be an interesting experience. And I will share with the list, our listeners, what I'm allowed to share, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff I'm not allowed to talk about. Interesting. Wow. I have never gotten, I've gotten, all, you know, jury duty, obviously, but I've yeah. never got picked for jury yet. So same, that's same. been one thing. And uh, I've never had this experience. It'll be, that yeah, will be interesting to learn about. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and I have one last thing is it's been gardening hell kind of the last couple of weeks because I'm still recovering from COVID. So my energy is non-existent. It's like stuff I, I could have gotten like last year. I got all this shit done in a day or two and it's been taking me weeks wow. because I spend an hour and then it's like I'm wiped out and I'm done for the day. And, and, uh, but it, it's actually interesting to see my stamina coming back and how much I can get done in a day. But all of my seeds are in all of the food garden is in. I actually saw this morning, 
after the full moon that we didn't get to see because of the fucking clouds, <laughs> the eclipse, <laughs> that I actually see like a couple of beans sprouting and a couple of, of uh, sunflowers sprouting. So that was nice and satisfying. And yes, I, I got to see the top edge of the moon turn a little bit red. And then I went away for 20 minutes and then I went back and looked out the window to see like, hopefully there would be more coverage and like clouds. So nothing. So I oh went back boy. to bed. <laughs> no eclipse for me. Well, so how I, was your, how was your time? <laughs> I'm, I'm in California. I just went to the cruel world festival in Pasadena and that it was just sort of like this bonanza of like new wave and goth artists and stuff like a whole day and and there was so it kind of was a cruel world because there were so many bands that you couldn't see everybody so it was really <laughs> frustrating and upsetting uh, I did get to see my my uh, favorite Devo which Excellent. was awesome but I had to leave the Violent Femmes to get to Devo in time and that broke my heart I just oh man I, I know. That's okay, the, I have to let me interrupt you just for two seconds. This is the science fiction convention experience. Yeah, because there's always the two things you want to go to are scheduled for the same time. So, exactly. Yeah. So now yep. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but it was you know it, it was really good. It's been it was hot. You know it was definitely like a, a challenging out there at times. Wow. Um, you know I know some people were passing out and okay. you know I mean it's not it, it wasn't like a horrendous thing but you know everyone had to you have to pace yourself and find out how to how to navigate you know being like really in the southern california sun like all day <laughs> you know <laughs> or whatever you know in this in this space so it was interesting so oh speaking of the eclipse i didn't get to i didn't see it but i because i was this, this festival happened last night as well okay. and when Bauhaus was playing Bela Lugosi's Dead is when the the eclipse happened. It's like you can't, you can't get more goth than that. It's just like that is amazing. <laughs> so I saw some photos of it and stuff. It was kind of neat. But my travels have been interesting, you know, being on a mostly maskless plane mm. by myself with my N95 is, you know, a little bit was a little bit daunting. So I'm I'm flying home today so that you know, I'm just going to do my best, you know, and this has been my first flight since, since all this happened. And oh, the other wow. thing is, you know, this was also some misconnections, like you just can't meet up with everybody and stuff. But, but one of them was uh, a good friend who we, I, I, I sent a message just sort of asking about their COVID protocol and that I was vaccinated and whatever. And I didn't hear back. And this is someone that I love dearly and would always see when I'm out here. And it turned out that I think, you know, we had a little exchange last night and um, they're, they're, they're not, they're determined to not get any shots and have had oh, wow. some trauma over this with people and didn't just didn't want to talk about it. And so I kind of oh. got, got blown off basically, you know, I have, I have some feelings about it, but I kind <laughs> of have your, your, your own cauldron of feelings now. So. Yeah, yeah. I expected that we would disagree and maybe we could just find a way to meet and have a meal or something outside. But I guess that wasn't mm -hmm. even, couldn't even really be discussed. So, wow. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I feel like this whole thing is going to, it's causing ripples in people's lives in weird ways, you know? Yeah. So anyway, 
but overall good. I'm I'm looking forward to getting home actually and seeing my cat and my garden <laughs> has been in the capable hands of my my old housemate. So, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'll be glad when you're back home, even though we don't really see each other very often. <laughs> But uh, you can catch a new episode of The Leftscape every other Wednesday. Subscribe to our show on our website, leftscape.com, or you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you sign up for automatic downloads so you never miss a show. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Leftscape. You can check out our show notes on the website, which feature links for you to follow. And you can check, you know, see what's going on with our show guests and get more info on the topics we discuss. And while you're on our site, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, The Leftscape Lookout. I'm not going to call it monthly-ish anymore because it happens when I can get it out there. <laughs> but I don't. we don't overload you with newsletters, that I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Your downloads, likes, follows, and subscriptions really help us grow. And if you want to go one step beyond, please leave us a review. And if you can do it, five stars is awesome. And uh, your kind words are great. So wherever you listen, um, it would be great to have your review. Thanks. And on Patreon, supporters can listen to our latest exclusive We Should Be Recording This segment, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, where we open up about our personal experiences with mind-altering substances. <laughs> and we kind of overshare, I think. <laughs> yes, if you want to get on, in on our We Should Be Recording This, oversharing is what we do <laughs> over there. <laughs> Uh, you can join our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And if you join at higher levels, you can receive exclusive swag, discounts, and invitations to events that we are planning to hold in the future. And we really are planning to hold events in the future. We need your support to continue to improve our podcast, and we really appreciate everyone who supports our podcast now. Absolutely. We should have a Leftscape picnic or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it. Yes. We're going to do a little rewind today. We are almost at four years of the Leftscape, which is hard to believe. Yes, this is our fourth anniversary. Yeah, this is yeah. on when this show airs, I think on May 18th, is four years from when we did well, our the 30th. Oh, oh, it's oh, the 30th? Okay. Yes, it's the 30th. Right. So it'll be our All first right. uh, re Redux thing. Okay. But we'll yes. talk about that later. Yes. Yeah, but four years. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty wild. So I don't know. How are we doing? <laughs> I I think we're doing good. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I have, I can't quite grasp all of the things that we've done to say, I certainly know that our sound has improved. I think we've oh, yeah. developed a format, which is kind of, cool that that sort of happened in process yes, like, you know yeah well, like we, As we, we didn't go. even know we needed a format when we started <laughs> yeah well some do some don't and i'm glad i'm glad we have one because i i listen to podcasts that are just some of them i've listened to they're just random talking but i think that is very much a good development from our last our previous podcast to this one i think is oh, to yeah. create a, a, an idea of what we're doing here <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah i've been thinking about our last, you know, our this the end of this season now. We're at the season yeah. of freedom. And do you have shows that were your favorites or any thoughts about? Yes, yes. And it's, well, I have two that I really, really enjoyed. 
but it was uh, the dawn about of everything the by dawn David of Graeber. Thank you. And David <laughs> Wengro. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I had finished reading that like 800 page book right before we started the next season. And I was very excited about it. And, and I liked talking about it. I still like talking about it because it really gave me uh, all kinds of new perspectives on how we, we as humans got where we are today and, and what is really civilization and what isn't and, and the primordial freedoms that we have, like the freedom to, to say no, the freedom, <laughs> which, which when we get into the news, um, we will be discussing the freedom to say no, which is trying, which the, the, our U.S. government is trying to take away from the uterati. So that was one of my favorite episodes. And uh, my interview with my brother, David Schwartz, about what's really in the Constitution was another one. And he has a great quote, which I love, which he said, just because a law is stupid doesn't mean it's unconstitutional. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I think he said, which is yes. funny. It was funny, but and also sad. It's true. funny, but sad, <laughs> but true. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, what were the episodes that really uh, stood out for you? The the one with, with David was excellent. I think um, it, it's, it's definitely like a re-listen. Like there are some interviews that we have that I'm like, wait, I want to, I've learned a lot and I want to go back and hear that again because I need to really ha have a lot of it sink in and remember specifics and things like that. And um, that's definitely one of the re-listen type episodes for me. <laughs> I really appreciated talking with my friend and poet Elliot Katz in episode 116. And the episode was Poetry and Politics with Elliot Katz. And he talked about like another way of enumerating freedoms. He talked about the four freedoms that FDR spoke about in his 1941 State of the Union. Mm. And that was something I, I didn't know that bit of history. And he said basically it was a, a, a movement towards starting to expand on the New Deal you know, right. and, and to really look more deeply into that. So it was freedom of speech and expression freedom and freedom of religion. And both of those are pretty familiar because it's in our first amendment and we talk about those a lot, but also freedom from want, which was like freedom from hunger, homelessness and lack, lack of healthcare and freedom from fear, which is freedom from war and violence and those sorts of things, you know. And he did talk about how, you know, those things should also evolve as, we progress because like freedom, like freedom from fear now could include like needing to work on climate change. So we're not fearing that, or we're not left wanting by an environment right. that's going to be screwed up, you know? So all of those things are, um, we're sort of in, in there, or at least the seeds of them were in there. It's, he just talked about how the second two, we don't talk about as much. And he sort of put that in, in the uh, category of something that we don't think about as much in our society because we're so individualistic and capitalistic that those sorts of social safety network ideas haven't taken hold to the same degree. But so I guess that really defined for me like why we are activists around those types of yeah. issues because it's it's those are things that are really missing in in our con in our concept of self in some ways you know as a country. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And that at has, it's been a sticking point, especially in the last five years, six years. It's been, 
the the laser spotlight has been shown upon you know how the concept of rugged individualism has been twisted and overrated <laughs> that and, and twisted and, and manipulated to to prevent to prevent our population from fulfilling the base of the maslow pyramid of needs mm. which is yeah. you know food and shelter kind of thing yeah and healthiness health yeah and so, i i also really liked the helena brook interview in episode 118 where she talks about she talks about how you know how the sausage is made and the sausage being our laws right and, <laughs> which uh we really need to be a lot more aware of because of just the shenanigans going on in washington and our state legislatures mm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and if we know if we understand this whole process better i think we can that our activism will become more effective i agree absolutely and i just wanted to go back and, and mention one other point that elliot had and he talked sure. about the difference between freedom and license and I think I've mentioned this before, but it really did strike me as important and defines what I've been sort of trying to grasp at in terms of why the way some people talk about freedom just doesn't compute for me. Because mm, they're know? really talking about license. Right, yeah, because what he was saying is that freedom really carries a sense of responsibility and reciprocity. Like we're, we're, we're free because we, we're kind of all doing this together in a way, you know? Right. And, and looking out for each other to some degree. And and license is just like freedom to do whatever the hell I want because fuck you, you know? <laughs> and that's like, and, and you know, I mean, every, I, I have a sense of rebellion. I kind of get that impulse, but not in a sense, not in a culture, societal, like damn everybody else. And I'm just gonna do whatever right. and consume whatever. And you know what I mean? There's, a, there's yes. something about, us all working together on this project. So I thought that was really helpful. And the the last episode that we just did, uh, Better and Better Together, episode 123 with Sue Billmeyer, I, I, I find her really inspiring. And she talked about her philosophy and techniques that move one or move her towards spiritual freedom. And what I like about it is that she comments she connects with a lot of different traditions and really finds kind of what's universal with them and is welcoming to all people, you know, and it was really, it's really about, it's like a very practical spirituality, you know, that finding ways to, that we can get to a, a place where our lives are fulfilling and joyful and compassionate. And she also, you know, said, and that doesn't mean that like everything's perfect. Like it's not the spiritual bypass <laughs> thing. It's like really grounded in living life in the best way that you can and connect again, sort of how, how we can, how can we can make the world better together mm. and finding states of life, uh, mind and our own lives that make that um, more possible and more yeah. likely, yeah. you know? So definitely another re-listen one for me. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm I'm happy with this season. What do you think? Do you think we missed anything that? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I I think we I think we covered a lot of important stuff. There's probably something we missed, but I can't tell you what that is right now. 
but we can always revisit this subject at another time. Although Absolutely. our our next season is is our theme for next season is going to be democracy. Yes, and it actually it actually works well because I'm the, the big one that I really wanted us to have a, a bigger conversation about was Roe v. Wade and um, <laughs> that freedom, which now we'll we'll be talking about it. So oh, yeah. it's it's gonna be covered, I'm sure. Yes, um, it's, it's all because we recorded our last show literally hours before the the decision was leaked. So we yeah. didn't know about it until it was too late. Right, right. And the only other silly thing that we missed is that on our last show, we should have said, may the fourth be with you. Oh, God. <laughs> ah! And and They're also... take away my geek card for that. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. I mean, and also it was the anniversary of uh, Kent State, which I, I like on to On the same too. day. Yeah, yeah. It's so always, it's, yes weird but anyway we, you know there's a lot lots of things and we can't we we don't get to all of them so <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but good anyway job. i'm happy about this yeah i'm uh i'm pleased with this season as well yeah. and let's get on to our random facts in the news because we've been dancing around the roe v wade thing <laughs> which is coming up soon yes exactly <sighs> okay so uh first random fact in California, it's illegal to whistle for a lost canary before 7 a.m. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently, that one is still in the books. That and is no a one very knows why. specific law. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And the, the source I read uh, didn't have any idea where that law came from. Usually, there's some crazy story involved. So, there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, my fact is another animal fact, and it's kind of a May <laughs> a may fact koala females have three vaginas and the male koalas have a two-headed penis and robin will post a link on our website there are pictures and they're really interesting <laughs> looking like holy shit and and the the article that that we're going to link to will tell you uh that the the Reproductive tract of the female koala kind of just splits into three chambers that merge into one. There's one opening to the outside of the koala, and then it splits into three areas, and then and then the ovaries are on top of that. And and I know this is going to confuse a lot of people because there's a lot of people who are non uterus holders that really do not understand the anatomy of the uterati, which is the word I use that includes <laughs> women and trans men and non-binary people with, you know, with uteruses. So I call them the uterati. I don't That's know if I made funny. that up or not. Um, <laughs> so it's, it, it, it's my comprehensive term. So this is just going to confuse people even more, which I'm okay with, I guess. Uh, it has to do with, I guess, a lot of marsupials have multi-chamber vaginas, which I just learned today. <laughs> and and I didn't know about the, the double-headed penis thing on their males, but wow, I mean, I, that's also not an uncommon thing for marsupials. And Australia marsupials has some wild shit, man. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Well, <laughs> 
Marsupials are the animals with pouches and they give birth to very undeveloped young that travel from the birth canal into the pouch where they latch onto a, a nipple and then grow more before they are, before they're able to, you know, interact with the world. Um, they're really weird, interesting creatures that only exist in Australia now, but apparently were much further. Um, they're early mammal developments right, that right. we we developed beyond that with humans. Um, and I think we have a couple of marsupials in the U.S., right? But not opossums. Many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what of any other ones. Mm -hmm. anyway. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I will study. I will follow up on that <laughs> for my own knowledge. But my the third fact of the day is that a poem known variously as the Indian Wedding Blessing, Apache, Apache Blessing, Apache Wedding Prayer, Benedict of the Apaches, or Cherokee Wedding Blessing, and, and it also has various forms, is commonly recited at weddings in the United States. Hmm. The poem is of modern non-native origin and is fake folklore. Uh, of course. Okay. <laughs> it was originally written in 1947 by the non-native author Elliot Arnold in his Western novel, blood brother oh so he just like made some shit up he just people... made some shit up and then people just like oh okay. this is a, a wonderful apache blessing <laughs> yeah and then well at least at least when straczynski did that in in his uh declaration of principles which i know our coven used or maybe not our coven but i know there have been some rituals that that have used it as like the basis of the ritual you know, the one that we are one. It's basically we are one and and he goes in much eloquently states a few other things around the concept of all beings are one. At least he's not attributing that to an existing ethnic group to which he doesn't belong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Now it's time on to roll to up our news. sleeves and get on to all the news we can handle. <laughs> Well, well as uh, yeah, as Wendy <laughs> mentioned earlier, the leak of the Supreme Court draft that about Roe v. Wade made our last show's news obsolete, basically. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, obviously, that was not my biggest concern when this came out, but I did think, like, oh shit, our our. Our new segment is going to sound so stupid now. Yeah. Um, Especially um, since we're so vocal about it yeah. every other time. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so basically, uh, I, I'm sure everyone knows this now, but the uh, someone leaked the Supreme Court draft of their decision about Roe v. Wade. And basically, it's a full overturn. Uh, it's Alito wrote the opinion. And it is very harshly stated and very yes. and ma and makes it pretty clear that the other anything ha that was based on privacy as its as its basis could be like next to fall. Yeah, um, and also also uh, John Oliver, I think last week did a really a pretty good piece taking apart the uh, some of the more egregious uh passages which i am really hoping are not going to survive into the final official decision like right. i think him 
I think Alito quoting the British guy from the 16th century is right. Who not condemned women to to death for witchcraft? Yeah, yeah. Like, why are we talking about him? Why is he in a? He shouldn't even be in there. That 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 makes no. You know, I I that kind of stuff really. It it's like it's bad enough that they want to overturn this law. And, you know, to, to, to like, it's like twisting the knife. There were protests this past weekend in Washington and several other cities about this decision. And we need to do more than that. Yes, uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I felt really weird being off at a music festival when all this was <laughs> happening. I was like, you know, I don't know what my one extra body in D- out in DC would have would do but it, I did feel displaced by by this you know um yeah I, I should be doing something somewhere you know but you we were talking about how the sausage is made you know this is a real example of getting to see that yeah you know and to see the starkness of how this was written and and their thinking behind it that really it's scary and it makes it obvious that same-sex marriage could easily fall based on this. Interracial marriage could fall based on this. You know, a lot of our just family life stuff. Yeah, is well, I mean, they're like, they're decide know. they're they're saying, oh, this all needs to be decided by each individual state, and that's ridiculous because that means each individual state gets to decide, you know, whether people are people. Right. You know, because if we don't have the freedom to make choices about our bodies, then we're property. You know, yeah. we, we don't, if we don't belong to ourselves, then we, we belong to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and being forced to care. I mean, I personally don't have a dog in this fight anymore. My baby maker is done. You know, I've been in menopause for years. And also, I mean, New Jersey, because I think they kind of were looking down the road and they saw that this was in danger at the end of their last legislative session, they passed a law that codified women's right to choose specifically in New Jersey. So New Jersey is going to be a place where women, or the uterati rather, can get an abortion if they need it. And you know, I've already noticed that like the Planned Parenthood that is closest to me is also the one that's closest to Newark Airport. And the last time I was in there, it was full of women from Texas. Wow. You know, yeah. It, it, I, I, I feel terrible that this is happening now and it's exhausting the the anti-abortion people i'm never going to call them right to life people because they're not really they have been chipping away at this for 50 you know since the minute it was passed in the first place and i hate to say it but the rest of us got complacent or you know we were all scrabbling along and and we should have been and this is i sorry to do this you know quarter you know armchair quarterbacking or whatever but we should have been pushing our legislators in Congress to make a law about this any time over the last 50 years. 
Mm-hmm. And now and now we have to scramble and get this done. And yeah. we can't we can't do it with the Congress in its current makeup because we tried. There was a law. I mean, that's why I think Schumer forced a vote about this. Uh, was it the women's? There was a women's reproductive something act or a women's something something act. Right. That, it was a vote that he knew wouldn't pass, but had to be kind of. Well, he wanted he wanted everyone on the record, either yay yeah. or nay. So, so we can see exactly who we need to get out of Congress to pass it next time. But then there's going to be this, that's the only thing that's going to save us is to get it through Congress as a law. Right. And even then, unless, you know, there's a, a you know, we make a, uh, an amendment in the constitution, which really wouldn't be a horrible thing to get an amendment started that, doesn't it's not specifically about abortion but it is a blanket you know everybody has the right to live their fucking lives and make decisions about their bodies you know like bodily autonomy just passed blanket for the whole country like the 14th amendment right yeah i've heard it characterized that way and also like family life family you know something like that yeah so like all of that is just all it's all ensconced in a in a thing yeah you know but that's also going to be a huge uphill battle. Right. And, and, you know, you're talking about our just being complacent or whatever. I feel like it was really like, it for me, like an error of understanding. Mm. Because literally from the time I was aware of a need for such laws, it's just, I've been, uh, the, you know, it, it's just what it's always been. Yeah. Yeah, I and, know. I mean... Yeah. And I always felt like, you know, we were we were always moving toward making things better for people overall. And and that was the trend. It seemed to be the trend like when, as I was being born basically, <laughs> you know, and as a young person and I think that really what happened is was there was this like insidious backlash that was happening, but not just a loud backlash like the very no. quiet legislative and 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 judicial work that the right has done yes. for this long yes you know? well it's 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 all if you look historically and a lot of it was portrayed in the tv series i think it's called mrs america that's that was on mm. netflix yes yes we talked about that and it was good yeah i liked watching um some of that. and that and it, and it showed that the republicans found this group of religious people that would back them if they, you know, took these certain stands because they were just one issue voters. They didn't care about the rest of it. And Mm -hmm. that has turned into this ugly monster that has infiltrated, you know, state legislatures all over the place. And it kind of, it snuck past us. I mean, I, I, it didn't really sneak past us, but the people saying, you know, pointing fingers at this and saying this is a problem they were not paid a lot of attention to. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I didn't until, you know, recently. And we were not taught a lot about how our government works. We were like taught like the minimum, like we got, I remember we got like the constitution because it was like some insurance company printed these all out you know, uh, little pamphlets with the constitution in it. And in fifth grade, we were reading them, you know, but who the fuck understands this in fifth grade, you know? Right. Uh, 
I mean, have, I feel like I got a pretty decent civics education, but but I wasn't thinking about the importance of really getting to know your local governments and and putting people in offices that are going to, you know, uphold election results and, right. and safeguard those kinds of things and, you know, who will vote for judges who have values that align with what I think is best for most people or those, those kinds of things, because yeah. I guess I was assuming that I wasn't thinking like in case our government gets broken, what do we need to have in place or something? There's a list. Well, just we like, weren't, there's, yeah, we, we there's weren't just so much more. Yeah. We weren't thinking that our government was going to break. Right. That's that somebody thing. could break our government. And, and I feel partly like it's like American exceptionalism too. Like, a, like even knowing that people are fighting against Roe and, and other, you know, and even the fight, for uh, same-sex marriage and that sort of thing. I just felt like I know that there are people obviously on the other side of the equation, but in terms of, especially in terms of overturning Roe, I mean, like, you know, people talked about it for decades and I was like not believing that it could happen because it just was felt well, inconceivable. And that is a big, that's a huge mistake, you know? Yeah, well, there's that. And there's also the fact that the last three uh, appointees to the the Trump appointees to the court all said that it was you know it was decided law. Right. They all but, fucking lied. But see, but, in their but, confirmation hearings, yeah. And by that time, though, I didn't believe what they were saying. And then it by that time it was really concerning to me. Yeah. But then what are you going to do at that point? We kind of the game was played. Yeah, I know. It, it's <laughs> you know. Already, yeah. I know it, it, it was already too late and now we have to, and now we have to, you know, fix this. Yeah. They it got broken and now we have to fix it. And, and I'm not sure how other than, you know, get your asses to the voting, to the polls. Now, you know, that is a sense. there's is primaries 100%. happening now between now and, and I think even August, I think is the last primary in this country. Mm hmm for for the for the uh, midterms right so but i think from what i've heard everything that i'm learning about just what to do in a post row world is you know all of our efforts need to we, like yeah i was feeling like a ret retired activist like that can't be now you know <laughs> and just be aware of every single election run for things if you can you know because i think again the the, the long game that was played on the country needs to we, we need, need to, to play another long we have to play our long game right yeah so really i mean the school boards matter because that's where a lot of those crazy oh my God. you know yeah yeah that's where the book are burning, happening that's the where book the book bannings have not book, book bannings not burnings we're not that, yeah. quite there yet right <laughs> uh you know that's where all that stuff is decided yeah in your school board so i need to start paying a lot more attention personally and and also donating to places that help women get yes. where they need to be. Yeah, I mean right now we have you know? we have an emergency on our hands in whatever the the 13 or 23 states that are going to ban abortions once Roe falls. And we need we we in states where we're allowed where we still have our personhood we are we need to we need to help the women in these other states with their reproductive choice and there are a few nonprofits i guess 
that help women either pay for the for the abortion or pay to get to where they can get an abortion. I know I've been I've been contributing to to one of them and they they sent me a t-shirt which I didn't even expect which I was wearing last week when when it Oh, that's where you got that shirt. That was bad. Yes. <laughs> the, the shirt says everyone loves somebody who's had an abortion. Yeah. You know, and I am um, I hope we can pull ourselves back from this brink you know before you know, I don't know it's it's I guess the midterms are going to tell and and it's like you know I don't even care about the like gas prices now or, or inflation I mean we have that other shit happening with the the baby formula shortage because what was it uh, the FDA was like Abbott Lab Abbott Labs or the the facility where they were making the formula had a lot of problems which is why they had to recall the formula because there was some sort of bacteria growing in it like cop something i, I know some really bad bacteria that was contaminating all the baby food oh okay. so that, yeah, I, that's I didn't why there's a shortage thank you for explaining yeah. yeah and there was an fda inspection that they were you know making sure that they didn't inspect the things that were problematic and now we are in this position you know, so we have this ironic position where women are going to be forced to have babies. There's no food for these babies. Uh, you know, what the fuck? I I am so angry about everything right now. <laughs> it's not even funny. Yeah, I am dejected, but not allowing myself to feel defeated. We can't, that. there's no time oh, no. for that. No, that there's no time. Life. No time for that. Yeah. Actually, there's really no time for finger pointing either. But that will happen anyway because I, I've been seeing that. Yeah. And then there was the other awful thing that happened over the weekend. In yeah, Buffalo. the other good news, not. Um, so um, it was a mass shooting by an 18-year-old in a grocery store parking lot, and then in in the grocery store in Buffalo. Yep. And that was a couple weird things. It's weird to be so far away from a place that I'm generally much closer to. So it feels close, but far or something. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but yeah. it, it's a weird feeling I was having about it. And also, God, I don't know. It's just that. And, and also, I, I think it didn't really register with me because I looked, and I was like, oh, another mass shooting. And then I just turned the page and I'm like, wait a minute. That <laughs> is scary. I hate that kind of... Um, just uh, just getting used to it <laughs> feeling it's terrible and 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 i think that that's sort of what some of us do psychologically just to like function <laughs> in the well, in yeah. society you have you can't be you can't be afraid every time you're going shopping you can't you know but it's ter it's just that's oh, just a sad thing so i mean first of all the main thing is just that i'm really sorry for everyone who was lost in their families and um, you know, yeah, it was ridiculous. I want to see lawsuits against Fox news commentators that are promoting the replacement theory that this kid was radicalized over. Right. That's exactly, that's what I was going to say too. Yeah. And it really I, was that issue. I, I, I don't know what to do about the media. In the Reagan era, they, they really relaxed a lot of the truth in news laws. 
and we I think we need them back. You mm -hmm. know, because I mean, fairness News is, it was called the fairness doctrine, right? I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need it back. We need something. We need we need that back, and we also need privacy laws like the European Union has. Mm. We need both of those things on top of the other things we need. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering. I mean, this is weird, but is there a how do you just more strongly discern between opinion writing and analysis and news? Because I think people, especially people who are watching Tucker Carlson, and they're just taking it as this is just the truth. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It. It. So it I think there's room for analysis, and even if it's analysis that I think is horrible and stupid, but no, there needs to be there needs to be consequences for lying on the. the yes, that I agree. That's you know Alex Jones, false. Tucker Carlson, all of those assholes. They just make up shit. Yeah. And. There needs to be consequences for that because there are con I mean, consequences for that is an 18 year old shooting up a grocery store, yeah. but there needs to be consequences for the people who are screaming, you know, fire in a crowded theater. Mm -hmm. Right. Because even if it's an opinion that this great replacement is happening or whatever, it's false that there's some grand conspiracy that, you know, Democrats and liberals and leftists are purposefully yeah. replacing white people with immigrants or whatever the stupid, I even hate to say these theories because it's just so stupid, but, and, and, and incorrect. But I mean, the but, demographic, but that, is, that is, that's the difference. Yes, that's a, but the demographic, the that's demographic shift has been happening anyway, because right. white people are having less babies. Right. And people and, are, you know, people aren't discreet. It's not a real thing. There's no. not a real separation between, you know. And even so. if, and honestly, I, you know, when white people aren't the majority here anymore, I will be happy. Because yeah. I don't think they've done the best fucking job running this place. <laughs> well, see, that's another example of my youthful naivete. Because I heard about <laughs> this when I was a kid, that eventually in some year, you know, our, the demographics will be different and brown and black people will be more populous, I guess, mm -hmm. you know. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, we can learn more Spanish. That would be neat. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, the problem, the, the problem with these people is it's like the problem with, well, it's the problem with people who have, who are, who are prejudiced against other groups because they think that when the, the demographic shifts that they're going to get treated the way they treat minorities. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, you know, men are afraid the straight guys don't like gay guys because they're afraid that the gay guys are going to treat them like they treat women. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, because they know they know they treat these other people like shit and they don't want to be treated like shit. Right. But I don't automatically assume that that's going to happen. No, no. And, you know, it's no. um, I'm glad that I grew up in relative peace in an interracial family and in a in, in a culture that you know I, I had I was able to grow up enough that I didn't assume ill will around me everywhere and I didn't experience a lot of that obviously going to school and growing up you start to realize a lot of people's issues yeah. and problems with me and them or my family and all of that but I didn't grow up with fear and I'm really glad about that and it also made me naive to not realize <laughs> that oh a lot of people 
feel like this is a horrible trend <laughs> and we'll and we'll do a lot to stop it or yeah create falsehoods around it so it's um wow yeah it's a lot right now yeah this I is think really more news than i can handle I this think is way more news than we handle normally this podcast is sponsored by conspiracy of the month have you grown bored or complacent with the quality of conspiracy theories being shared on social media? Have you thought about floating some theories of your own but don't know where to start? Well, we have the monthly subscription box for you. Conspiracy of the Month will send you a curated box chock full of deepfake video clips, pre-written tweets, and hashtags that would make any Russian troll farm green with envy. Share with your friends, enemies, frenemies, and soon-to-be estranged family members. Sign up for your monthly subscription box by leaving a bag of cash in Locker 2016 at the Port Authority bus station in Manhattan. And now, back to our podcast. Welcome to the Artscape where we interview each other about our artistic endeavors and what we have going on in our creative worlds. So I'm going to talk with Wendy today about what she's doing. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. <laughs> I think I did that last time. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. My jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. So I am curious, you've been to a couple of science fiction conventions or at least one of them i think yes i've been to well this year is only one so far okay and you've been creating stuff for those yes. like what are some of the things that you've okay. been painting and yeah. making uh, um yeah. okay well there was i i'm actually i'm going to be at balticon over memorial day weekend let me put a plug in for that and instead of me having a, a sales booth which i normally have been doing or typically have been doing in a lot of the recent conventions, I'm going to be exhibiting at the art show. So I will be wandering around the convention, actually like going to things and being frustrated that the two things I want to see are happening at the same time, <laughs> instead of me saying, Oh, I can't see anything because I have to be in the dealer's room. So I will have things in the art show and the things I will have in the art show are a few acrylic paintings. One of them is, is, that robot that you like a lot in I day like glow. <laughs> cool. Um, and the other one, and this is a Robin inspires me. She, I guess she's my muse. I'm going to, cause you're, I've decided <laughs> I'm muse now. And I don't remember if this was a news item or a fact item, but it was, when, a, it was a fact. It was a random fact that yeah. the pokeball design was based after uh, the Campbell's soup can, at least the coloring with the little gold dot. And that inspired me to make a bunch of Pokeball paintings a la Andy Warhol. So I have those. Uh, I think, Robin, you're actually, you, you've committed to buying one of my prints. Yeah, I, I have. <laughs> I'm psyched about it. I, I want to have it in my office, I think. So I have like a day glow, a couple of day glow versions of it. I have it in acrylic. I have it in watercolor. <laughs> I've did it a few times. And then one in um, non-day glow colors. And the day glow stuff looks really cool under black light. I've I've tested this. <laughs> so I have a bunch of those. I have also a whole lot of 
I did some fan art. I finally broke down and did fan art. So I drew characters from some of my favorite animations. So I have I have some Futurama and they're little little tiny paintings and other mixed media. I guess they're not they're not they're all mixed media art when they're small and they're ref they're magnets so they're like refrigerator magnets but they're all like characters from like Futurama, Disenchantment and She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. So those are those magnets and I also have two sets of nesting dolls. That's the Solar Opposites and also uh from Avatar the Last Airbender. I have a set two sets of nesting dolls that I'm hoping will sell in an art show setting rather than a dealer's room setting because they're not what I would call cheap because I had to paint like five things and getting smaller and like the smallest one is like half an inch tall and painting the details. It's like it's hard to do and it's, and it's time really really it's a really cool idea. I like it. They're cute and they're yeah. really cute. But, you know, in an art show, I can charge like art show prices <laughs> for these things. So hopefully, uh, hopefully some, they will find new homes. I mean, right now they're on my tchotchke cabinet, my curio cabinet, because I look, I like to look at them. And, and the, the avatar one, Appa's holding a little cabbage, which I thought was hysterical because the cabbage thing is an avatar joke. The, the, he's like a, this, just this guy, whenever there's like a fight and this cabbage cart gets up, gets upended in like every fight and this guy goes my cabbages so <laughs> I, I, and, it's like a and recurring the, joke like yeah like, it's a recurring they, joke they, and they, they killed kenny kind of a thing kind of but not as not as <laughs> not as dire That's killing good. kenny is pretty extreme and actually i saw on social media they are they've made a cabbage tea set avatar themed cabbage tea set with cups and a, a teapot and everything <laughs> <laughs> so the cabbage joke i mean it, it even made it into the sequel, Cor uh, Legend of Korra, show, you know, it, nice. it's like a, like the next generation, and and it's Cabbage Corp, and they do other things, but it's <laughs> that guy. So <laughs> that's funny. So when do you create most of your work? I don't know. Um, in the daytime, I haven't had, I haven't been able to do art for weeks just because of the moving the. The things happening in the house <laughs> mm. and, you know, getting the garden in, it's like there's time constraints because, you know, I wanted to get everything planted before the full moon and blah, blah, blah. Usually these days it's in the daytime when everyone else is out of the house, mm. you know, um, I can kind of chill. And in the past, uh, I would get mostly creative at night when everyone was out of the house or asleep. But mm -hmm. nowadays, when the sun goes down, I go to sleep because I'm a farmer now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's in the daytime. And do you listen to something or do you have like TV on or anything like that? Or do you need to really have a focus? If I'm sewing, if I'm doing quilting or something, if I'm at the sewing machine, I like to have the TV on. I haven't been listening to a lot of music, although when I do listen to music, I find it's a little nicer to work mm -hmm. but a lot you know when you're in a house with a bunch of other people i haven't really been listening to music because i don't want to disturb people because i don't know if they're sleeping or if my music is going to piss them off because it's loud or whatever there was a a youtube channel a youtube channel that does i think 
it's supposed to be like ADHD concentration sounds. I like those actually. Music I've adjacent. To, yeah. I've yeah. To and those. I put one of those on the last time I was doing a lot of art and it seemed to be effective. I don't know. I'll I try it again. I, I want to put a playlist together. A lot of times I don't because if I'm using my computer to do art, which I also do, having the music on takes away processing time for my computer, my art program, which then slows down. So I don't want to do that. And I mean, that's the, I guess the downside of having your music library on your laptop instead of like another device. Right. Right. Huh. So uh, what is your I'm trying to think of how to ask this question? What is your psychological <laughs> state around art right now? Do you feel like you're in flow? Do you feel blocked by anything? Like where, mm. where are you? In that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm actually I'm working with on this with my therapist right now too. I am at the point where I need to let go of worrying about is what I'm working on going to sell. That's because right. that that is an obstacle, I think, for me, and it can it can block you because. Because, you know, you're thinking, okay, is this commercial enough? Is somebody going to want to pay X amount of dollars for this? And I just need to just say, fuck all of that and just make, just do things, just draw or, you know, paint or whatever. And I'm working on it. And it's not easy. A lot of it. I mean, actually, I think there's a couple of pieces. Some of the paintings in the, in the show are, are based off of, my therapist had me do like just some sort of random stream of consciousness art. You know, she wanted me to draw it. So, so she could, I guess, tell things about my personality from what I drew. And it's, it's on my, uh, it's on my bulletin board right now. And, and it's a very colorful and busy piece with a lot of little details and it's fairly random abstract ish you know, a lot of spirals and lumpy shapes and drippy shapes and stuff. And, and I took pieces of that that I thought were interesting and I made them into individual paintings. And those mm -hmm. are also blacklight day glow paintings. So I, I got like these tubes of day, day glow acrylics and so I'm going <laughs> to use these all up. So, and I got a bunch of blank canvases and just painted a bunch of stuff. Um, all right, all right. And I like all the I, availability of, various media will influence what you make. Oh, hell yeah. 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 I also, I also, <laughs> you know, got a bunch of watercolors that I haven't had a, an opportunity to really work with yet that are based on they're They're actually like ground minerals and crystals, like actual crystals that are in there. Cause I've been on a lot of these witchy Facebook groups and it's all crystal, 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 crystal. And I go, let me see if I do paintings with crystals. See if that <laughs> like piques people's interest. Right, and right. We'll see how that works. It's been May all month, and I have a mermaid painting that is sitting there waiting for me to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping to get one mermaid done for mermaid. So oh, it's mermaid. Okay, yeah. The I, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of art prompt things that happen on on a monthly basis that I would like to get back into but i seem to forget or ignore them you know there's mermaid and then there's inktober and, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. you know 
but yeah, doing an artwork, a completed piece every day is a lot of work and a lot of pressure. And I don't really, I'm not uh, subscribing to that right now because I have other deadlines. And also I'm going to lose a, a day a week now for jury duty. So <laughs> for the next six months, <laughs> it's like my husband was like, oh, wow, well, we can't go on vacation. I said, well, we weren't going to go on vacation anyway. So, <laughs> right. Wow. So yeah. uh, do you have like a, an upcoming project or something that you're well planning just, on doing just more of this kind of? Well, there's the, you know, the convention is in May and, and okay. you know, in a, in a week. And mm -hmm. uh, that's like the biggest upcoming thing. Right, right. I started doing just some paintings that may or may not turn into some kind of divinatory card deck of some kind. But that that's going to take a long time. <laughs> I only yeah. have four. So. Okay. That's I, a cool I did, idea. I like to see what people create in that realm. Yeah, it can be yeah I did. I did the elements so far. That's that means I have to come up with a whole like concept for the deck, and then you know it's it's a and it's not like I know I know a lot of artists like to do a tarot deck. I don't know that I that I want to do a second one. I I art directed a tarot deck, and I did eight cards for it and that was uh the regretsy tarot deck which is out of print uh you, which you could maybe see on ebay every once in a while going for way more money than whatever i sold it for and um right, right. i think we only those made... are definitely entertaining <laughs> oh yeah yeah but that was there were 24 artists contributing to that yeah it was a fun deck to do but like I said, there were 24 people working on it so it's not like I'm responsible for 78 paintings. So right. it, if I do a tarot deck or a deck of that many cards, it's going to be a couple of years, mm -hmm. you know, and then maybe someday I'll do the graphic novels that I want to do. <laughs> yeah. So what's that, what happened with those? Um, I, mean, I, I, they're still on my bulletin board. You know, I have a couple of children's books I want to do. I mean, that was that one. The children's books thing was kind of a little only slightly i i have to fight so my daughter who now works at the library in the children's department says you know everyone and their brother has written a children's book an illustrated children's book usually they hire other illustrators and i don't know really what's blocking me from finishing those maybe as i don't feel that my skills are at the at the level I want them to be at for this book, you know, I mean, this one this one book, I wanted the lead child, uh, the one who's talking about themselves. I want them to look neither like a, I want them to be ambiguous gender. Mm. So I have a drawing, and I don't know that I can draw that person multiple times yet. You know, it's like I'm still right, building right. up my skill set. That sounds like to something to I work to forward to, to work yeah. toward, because it feels like just hearing you talk about it, 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 it sounds like it has a more creative emotional charge for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wrote, I wrote the text for it. Oh my God. I wrote the text for it like 20 years ago and it's mm -hmm. been sitting around. You know, the title is my family is a rainbow yeah. and it's, you know, it's 
it's a very kumbaya thing, but I think kids need that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of letting pe- it's letting children know that family can be a large spectrum of people and experiences. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, it it, just, and no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, was that's all. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no, I just saw a book that's a poly book for kids. Mm. And I think it's called Love Makes a Family. I think that's oh. the one I saw. Okay. But it's very cool. And, and it is it Love Makes a Family? There were a few there were a couple, but the one that I saw was really wonderful. And it just talked about, you know, having warm adults who love you and a various people who visit and who are friends and mm-hmm. partners. And, and it was a very, just a really way, a great way to deal with that topic. Um, yeah. Well, I, it's also, and it yeah. Nice. And, you know, and, and thinking of, of poly families, and I know this isn't, this is an artscapey topic, but yeah, thinking yeah. of poly families. And then you also have children whose biological parents are not together as a couple anymore and then they have these extended family systems where the part you know where their parents have found other partners mm-hmm. so there's already you know four or four or more par- people in a parental role and then there's like a jillion grandparents and all this other stuff so it it it's a very it seems very similar except that there's not as much antagonism in right. the poly <laughs> in the poly world Whereas you can get a lot of antagonism in a, in a, um, in a divorced or mm. parent separated kind of right. relationship where the parents aren't, aren't happy with each other anymore. And they're not doing, they're not sucking it up for the kids. Right. Which happens yeah, yeah. too damn much. That is and, true. But yeah, a color a color named love is the book I was talking about. Oh, and nice. Illustrations are kind of cool, but but yeah, those are those are all. You have a lot of cool ideas on your. Yeah, I always have list. The and ideas I, are, the, are the ideas are easy. The execution is the part that becomes difficult. Yeah, I as an artist also I know I know <laughs> definitely. But uh, I, I mean, how I mean, how many projects have you and I talked about that we haven't done? So oh, I know there's <laughs> there's a lot of those too. <laughs> but for me, it's about um, it is about prioritizing, and sometimes I think the individual projects are. I mean, collaborations are important too, but there are sometimes the individual projects are the ones that feel like my heart and energy wants to go to first. Like I feel like I, you know. This is there's a thing that I really need to do, and then there's a whole lot of things that could distract me from it. And some of mm-hmm. them are worthy, and some of them are like fun, but not it, you know. So I, I yeah. try to I try to balance and sort out all of what the, those are somehow. Yeah, and you know. Yeah. Well, now that my nest is empty again, I'm hoping to be able to carve out more art time. Yes, I want that for you too. Absolutely. Well, thanks. And thank you for uh, for artscaping with me today. Absolutely. Thank Hi, you. Hi, I'm Lisa Ferraro. I'm with the One United Rawway Casey Probus for Mayor team. And you're listening to The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation.
I am very happy to be here today with both Casey Probus and Lisa Ferraro. Casey Probus was born and raised in Rahway, New Jersey, where she lives with her daughter who attends Rahway Elementary School. Casey attended Rahway Public Schools, where she was part of a 2003 state championship girls basketball team. She currently works as a union mechanic and crane operator and is the first union employee chosen to lead an employee resource group. Casey graduated summa cum laude from Florida A&M University and has an associate degree from Tallahassee Community College. And Casey is running for mayor here. Now, Lisa Ferraro is running for council at large on the Casey Probus for mayor team. Lisa is a past president of Indivisible Rahway and owner of Sonic Bliss Yoga as a local yoga and wellness instructor. Lisa graduated from Westminster Choir College with a BA in music and is a proud union member of Actors Equity Association. She has lived in Rahway for 10 years with her husband and daughter. And welcome to the Leftscape, both of you. Thank, Thank you, you for Thank having you. us. <laughs> I am so happy. So, Casey, this question's for you. You're running for mayor of Rahway, New Jersey, and your ticket includes you and Lisa and several other council members at large. Who else besides Lisa is on your ticket? So we have Amy Garcia Phillips and Roger Moore. Okay. And Roger Moore is not the actor. No. <laughs> <laughs> Batman is, is no, not joining us. <laughs> and, and Casey, why did you decide to run against our incumbent mayor? So um, like my introduction, I am from Rollway. And when I was first asked about running for mayor, the first thing I said was, who, me? <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, you know, I thought about it and I was like, you know, why, why me? Why me? And then the question became uh, more of why not me? Excellent. You know, Rollway is home for me. I, I went to college and came back to Rollway and I bought my home in Rollway and I'm raising my daughter here. And so I want what's best for our city. And I find that running for mayor will give me the opportunity to see that all of Broadway has that. That's mm. awesome. Thank you. Thank yes. you. And uh, Lisa, this question's for you. Why are you running? What made you decide to run for city council? Well, you know, service has always been important for me. As a yoga teacher, I love to serve people for their wellness, you know, for body and mind. And I was on uh, Indivisible Rawway uh, and also the past president of it. And I got to serve in that way where we saw things happening, where we wanted more people to be heard and we became those voices for those people. And we got people to use their own voice and their own power by registering to vote. And that was, uh, you know, a big part of that as well. Uh, Wendy was also yeah. with us. On That's that. how we met. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I saw this as another opportunity to serve the whole community. You know, the council at large position is for the entire town. And I saw this as a great opportunity to serve on another level. And also I met Casey and <laughs> I, that was really what did it for me. That really put me over the edge to say, I really want to do this because I was inspired by Casey, who she is, honest, hardworking, really smart, 
She has great ideas, but really for everyone. Like she's a very good listener. And I think I could see her being able to speak to people with all different opinions and ideas. And I think that's really important for a mayor. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. So Casey, what differentiates you from our current mayor? You know, I mean, you guys are both Democrats and I know, I know right now we are very, the, the country as is very divided right. and, and politicized. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, words are not, I am bad with words right now. So, <laughs> so anyway, why, I, what is it that differentiates you from our current mayor whose name I'm not going to use today? So. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think our slogan pretty much says it all. And it, it's not just about myself. It's about our team as well. So, you know, our team is one United Railway. And, and that is, you know, it's not just a slogan to us. When, when I say One United Railway, I mean all of Railway. And listening to all the concerns and of every citizen, not just, you know, focused on the small businesses or the large businesses or the downtowns or the outside, it's everybody. And, and you know, we all need a voice. And without having a seat at the table, we don't, we don't have that voice. And so that that differentiates our team, you know, uniting all of citizens, listening to their concerns, uh, taking into consideration how they feel about the changes in our city. You know, we can't stop redevelopment, right? You know, right. that's that's happening everywhere. But you know, while we're redeveloping, we could listen to how all of the city sees the redevelopment, what concerns they have as far as putting together um, plans and, and moving forward with those things. If we don't have everyone's voice, then it's just one voice. And, and, and that voice is carrying for everyone what is not what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. This is a uh, Lisa question. And this is because I am sadly ignorant about, how <laughs> how the, the details of city council works and all of that. So is this a, a full-time job and or is it a part-time job? It, how much how much work does it does city council require? Well, there are two meetings a month and there are you know events that you would go to and there's the time that you would spend on your own to go over and think about you know, what you're deliberating and talking about at the meetings and we'll, we'll need to make decisions on. So I'm somebody who really wants to make sure I'm doing the right thing for everybody. <laughs> so I'm going to take time when I'm not there to really research, do the best I can to really get knowledgeable about what I'm going to vote on, for example, and maybe ask questions of other people and see what how it would affect others, you know. So it's not okay. just coming from my life experience, how it affects other people as well. Uh, so, yeah. So, the, you know, there's the state of the city. There's some major events that you would attend. And then if you would like to, if there's certain things you're passionate about, the environment is one thing that I'm passionate about. There are certain committees that you could serve on as well and work towards work okay. with. Right. So I, I would say it's a full-time commitment. Yeah. You, know, you, right. you have to be fully committed, you know, to, to wanting to 
provide for the city. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Casey. So if you, if you end up mayor, which I think would be really cool, would you have to give up your day job or, <laughs> or that would that be your day job then? So, so I would have to be committed to both okay. and, and I am committed to both, which is why I decided to run. You know, I took time to talk to my, my family, my mom and my mm -hmm. daughter um, she'll be seven. So, or, you know, probably by the time this show airs, she is seven. Um, <laughs> so, you know, having her input was important too, because it's been her and I since mm. she was born, you know? Oh, wow. So, you know, so sitting down and talking to her and letting her know that this is what mom wants to do and understanding that, you know, that the city takes my commitment, she gets my commitment and my full-time job gets my commitment. Okay. But, but I've done that my whole life. So I was in, you know, basketball, ROTC band, right. and I, and they all coincided with each other and even with school and working. So I know, you know, I know that it takes on a lot, right. But I am fully committed to it. And it, thankfully I have a village, you know, that you always hear that <laughs> saying, right. So, yes. yeah. so I have a village that is willing to help when, you know, my daughter needs assistance. And like I said, I've spoken to my place of employment. They know that I'm running for office. And so I am fully committed to this. I am fully committed to the city and I'm excited. That's awesome. I and I, I have it. to ask you, what instrument did you play in band? I was a drummer. Oh, cool. <laughs> Love it. And again, the only female, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was a saxophone player, uh, Casey and That's Wendy. so <laughs> awesome. I was, I was in the orchestra. I was a cellist. I love and we, it. You know, we so had a great march. drum line. We had oh, a great, I know. Yeah. My daughter was uh, a percussionist. She was playing mallets. Okay. Oh, in okay. middle school. I mean, she That's went to so the magnet awesome. school for high school, but... Uh -huh. uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, she was, she was in, she was in the marching band too for a little while. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would also, could I also say Wendy yes. that I feel uh, so much of what Casey is saying right now about this full commitment with everything, you know, mm -hmm. with everything. I could see that with Casey for sure, everything she does. And I really see that with our whole team that whatever they do, they jump in fully like Amy Garcia Phillips and Roger Moore, they're so passionate about the city and wanting to help. And with their own work, I see them like full steam, but also, and, and Amy, we have seen, because she's worked for the city previously ah. for so long, we've seen her commitment to really making the city vibrant. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'm, um, you know, the vagueness that I am aware of, I don't even know who's like on the city council currently. Um, okay. I know, I think one person, but you know, they're a realtor. And I've always kind of noticed that the people running the city are, you know, they're, they're politician-y and, 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 or they are, they're businessmen. And right. they have that mindset and that outlook. And, and I think sometimes, you know, the rest of us kind of are put aside. Mm -hmm. and, right, right. And I'm hoping um, that you guys can change that. I, Yay. I, 
I like really a lot the the gender and racial makeup of your ticket mm. so much. I was so excited <laughs> to see that you're even doing this. Yes. Right, because we have to be all inclusive and that's and that's how our city looks, right? You know, yes. so so we need that diversity and inclusion, which is why we have that on our ticket. It's important. Yeah. It's important for all the voices of our city and our yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. because representation matters. It yes. certainly certainly does. And I guess my last question for you, how can people support your campaign? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so I'll take that and then maybe you <laughs> can follow okay. up. <laughs> okay. So uh, you can go to www.rowayunite.com and you can learn more about in depth of uh, about our team. And then from there, you know, we have yard signs that are going to be going out. We need volunteers, even just, you know, talking to your neighbor and telling them, hey, go check out this website or reaching out to me. You can you can reach out to me via Facebook or email cprobisrollway at gmail.com. And <laughs> and and I, you know, I will talk to you and, you know, I will listen to your concerns. And the one thing, you know, I think about our team is. Even if, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to keep fighting for our city. Right. So, so feel free to reach out to us. Uh, We're out there. You, you know, if you see me on the sidewalk, please talk to me because I will talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. And where are we, can we get the lawn signs? Because I want one. (laughs) For sure. They're, they're in printing, I believe right now, but they're almost ready. And we're ready to, you know, next week will be able to give you and other people that are volunteering for us um, lawn signs. We also need, you know, people who will want to make calls for us or walk with us for canvassing. So there are a number of things that people can do. But like Casey said, talk to your neighbor. It can be very simple, you know, just getting the word out. We just need people to know about us that we're on column B, June 7th, right? That's the, the important thing. Column yeah, B, column June, B 7th. June 7th. June 7th. <laughs> That's right. And I, one other thing I wanted to say about our whole team, we all have children in our public school system. That also mm-hmm. is something that makes us different from the other team. We're all parents and we all have kids in the school system. We all have an understanding and experience with the school system through our kids and through our friends and our kids' friends, like their experiences. So not only do we have a vested interest in the school system, we have an understanding of what's happening and what maybe needs to be happening more. And that is part of our whole platform as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I really wish you the best of luck. I'm going to go to the website when we get off this call and sign and, up yep, to help you guys. Get involved. <laughs> we also take donations. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I really keeping my fingers crossed for you that you're on the ballot in November and, yes. and maybe we'll have, and that if that happens, we'll have you back in the fall. Thank you. <laughs> and, thank uh, you. you know, best of luck. And I, I know you've lit a fire under the mayor who's there now. <laughs> I mean, just your existence, because suddenly he's all over social media and all kinds of things are happening downtown <laughs> that weren't happening before. Yes. You know, 
So uh, you've already made some changes without, mm. <laughs> without really doing much. So I, mm. I, I think that you guys can do some really good work here in town. And well, we, I, we thank you so much for so much, having Wendy. us. Yes. Sure. And all politics it. are local politics. This is, I've been saying this all, all yes. season. Yes. 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 All right. Thanks, Wendy. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So this is our last show of our season, and we're going to be on break until July 13th, but we will be rerunning some of our favorite episodes in the meantime, so you won't get bored and miss us. That's right. And I should <laughs> mention, because of my travels, I, I think we can get a show out on Wednesday, but if we don't, don't be too bad. <laughs> but it might be a day late or so this, this okay. week, so just so you're aware. And uh, also, so you're aware, I am Robin Renee. <laughs> and you can find me on Facebook at Robin Renee Fan or Instagram at Robin Renee Music and on Twitter at Spirit Rock Sexy. And if you happen to travel on Discord uh, and there's a cool thing I should join, then let me know about it. <laughs> and uh, if you want to know about Yacht Rock Discord, I will let you know about it because <laughs> that's <laughs> usually where I am. And I'm there as Andrew Genus. And I'm Wendy Sheridan, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Wendy Cards, on Twitter at Wendy Designs. And uh, that's all I'm going to say for now, because I'm not really on the other places as much, even though I have an account. <laughs> and remember, you can always reach out to us on social media at Leftscape. And please do send us your questions and your thoughts, and we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, be well. Vote in your primary and keep left. Keep left. <laughs> You've been listening to the Leftscape podcast. Sound engineering by Wendy Sheridan. Show notes by Robin Renee. Fake sponsor messages by Ariel Sheridan. Web hosting by InMotion. Remote recording by Squadcast. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Leftscape. Become a patron of our show for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash Leftscape. Thanks for listening.